What's up everybody? This is Queer Time Podcast coming at you with today's breaking news. As you'll soon see, this episode is a little different from our other ones. We're going to be covering all the hottest topics in the LGBTQ community fresh off the press. If you're confused by the Supreme Court, the presidential candidate's plans for LGBTQ rights, or want to know more about how the karma community is reacting to these events, we got you covered. First up is me, Maddie, talking about the Supreme Court. On Tuesday, October 8th, the Supreme Court heard cases regarding LGBTQ rights from the states of New York, Georgia, and Michigan. We covered these cases last season, but essentially, all three involve members of the LGBTQ community being fired from their place of work after coming out. The argument commonly used to defend fire workers pulls from the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibits employers from discriminating against their employees on the basis of sex, race, ethnicity, or religion. The debate boils down to the interpretation of sex. Does sex include sexual orientation and gender identity? And then there's a matter of religion, which is already a huge controversial topic. On the basis of religion, is it fair to fire workers for being LGBTQ? It is unclear as of yet. There are currently 21 states or territories in the U.S. where there is protection provided for workers who are part of a minority orientation or identity, including California, Maine, New York, and Michigan. However, there are 12 states that do not prohibit discrimination based on either of those, including Texas, Louisiana, Idaho, and Wyoming. This case is considered to be the most significant case regarding LGBTQ rights in the history of the Supreme Court. Since the Supreme Court is the highest out of all the federal courts in the U.S. and has judicial precedence over any other court in the country, the ruling would have widespread effects, whether it be positive or negative. One of the arguments provided on October 8th came from attorney and Stanford University professor Pamela Carlock, who expressed that discrimination based on sexuality should be counted as discrimination based on sex. She argued on behalf of Donald Zarda, now deceased as a result of an accident, who was fired from his job as a skydiver for simply cracking a joke with a client about his sexuality. Attorney Jeffrey Harris pushed back with the argument that sex is not the same as sexual orientation and that the Civil Rights Act does not include the LGBTQ community. David Cole of the American Civil Liberties Union shared the same perspective as Professor Carlon. He stated that if his client had been assigned female birth rather than male, she would not have been fired for expressing herself as a woman. Therefore, for its discrimination based on sex. Currently, the Supreme Court appears to be divided on the issue. Justice Neil Gorsh, who was nominated by Donald Trump in 2017, stated that the case was closed. Justice Kagan's view, aligned with the idea that discrimination in regards to sexual orientation and gender identity, is a subset of discrimination based on sex. Brett Kavanaugh, who is one of the more conservative members of the Supreme Court, has refused to outright answer the question of whether he would fire someone based on their sexual orientation. Meanwhile, Justice Alito, another conservative, would disagree with, quote, changing the meaning of sex. There has been yet another political development in the case of LGBTQ rights for the 2020 Democratic presidential candidates. On Thursday, October 10th, nine of the 2020 Democratic presidential candidates came in to speak on the LGBTQ community and their plans to secure LGBTQ rights at the LGBTQ town hall. I'd first like to start off with a disclaimer. Although we typically associate the Democratic Party with equality, and all these candidates paint themselves as allies to the LGBTQ community, we shouldn't take things at their face value. In the past, some of these candidates have harmed the LGBTQ community, people of color, the poor, and especially those who fall under the umbrella of all three. Whether it be Kamala Harris, 
who has withheld surgery from trans inmates and in fact denying them their health care, or Joe Biden, who wants opposed same-sex marriage, an ally is more than a name alone. Even if they don't explicitly hurt the LGBTQ community, they can do so by other means. So, when a politician says that they support people of color, LGBTQ people, or any other minority in this country, keep in mind that they are a politician first and foremost and will say whatever they need to. That being said, let's get into this. We're going to be talking about a select number of the candidates who spoke. Senator Kamala Harris, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, former Vice President Joe Biden, and Senator Cory Booker. First, let's talk about Elizabeth Warren. She has recently stated that she believes healthcare should cover trans medical surgery and that trans prisoners should be housed in detention facilities that reflect their gender identity. Trans women are often in danger when they are placed in the same facilities as cisgender men. Policies that currently house them together leave trans inmates at risk of assault from other prisoners. According to the National Center for Transgender Equality, trans women in male detention centers reported assault at a 13 times higher rate than cisgender men. Elizabeth Warren plans to direct the Bureau of Prisons to end their current policy which houses prisoners with members of their sex assigned at birth. Warren has also stated that she wants to apply more pressure on foreign countries who have committed human rights abuses against the LGBTQ community, and on top of that, she intends to decriminalize HIV transmission. Harris's LGBTQ rights plan, meanwhile, primarily focuses on how to combat homelessness for LGBTQ youth of color and on ending HIV and AIDS. According to the Williams Institute, 94% of homeless youth service providers have served LGBTQ youth in the past, and LGBTQ youth are more likely to end up homeless than straight youth. HIV continues to predominantly affect gay and bisexual men, transgender women, LGBTQ youth, and communities of color, so this is an incredibly important step to take. Hopefully this means that she has changed in her views. Buttigieg, who we have talked about on this podcast before, being the first openly gay presidential candidate, wants to push back against the epidemic of MERS against black transgender women in America. He also acknowledged his privilege being a cisgender white gay man in the LGBTQ community, which is also very important. Not many people are aware there is definitely an imbalance in representation for LGBTQ issues, with the issues facing cisgender gay men being the most prevalent in representation, so I'm glad that he acknowledged that. But back to his policy. According to the Human Rights Campaign, 19 trans people have emerged so far in 2019. Last year, that number totaled 26. 18 out of the 19 trans people killed this year are black transgender women, with the last being a victim of the shooting in Dayton, Ohio earlier this year. Biden is similar to Warren in that he wants to pressure other countries for their human rights abuses and believes that healthcare should cover sex reassignment surgeries. Both he and Booker consider the Equality Act to be one of their primary focuses as it would provide protections for the LGBTQ community in housing, employment, and public services. Over the summer, pop singer Taylor Swift used her single You Need to Calm Down to raise awareness for the Equality Act. Her petition in support of it has over 500,000 signatures to date. Little to say, all these candidates have something to offer when it comes to LGBTQ rights. However, make sure that when voting comes around, you are making informed decisions about who you are voting for and what they stand for. It is safe to say that some of these candidates are better than others when it comes to their history and relationship with the LGBTQ community and communities of color. Unfortunately, none of us here on this podcast will be able to vote in the 2020 election. However, we firmly believe that it is important students at Carmont and other members of our community exercise the right to vote for all those who can. Next, Mickey is going to interview Sydney Hoover for her thoughts and opinions on LGBTQ people in employment and the recent Supreme Court cases. Hey guys, this is Mickey, and I'm here for an exclusive interview with Sydney Hoover. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Okay, so do you know a lot about the Supreme Court cases that have been happening? I've been somewhat aware of what's happening, that there have been trying to be new rulings on certain cases. Okay, so the three cases involve members of the LGBTQ community being fired from their place of work after coming out, and they want to give the LGBTQ the safety of not being fired for coming out. Some say that these employees would have been safe if they were the opposite sex. What do you think? Do you think it is fair to fire workers on the sole basis of being LGBT? 
I absolutely don't think it's fair. I've heard of this happening in a lot of like Midwestern slash maybe just Western states uh, in general. And I think it's wrong because I know that people have the right to religious freedom. But religious freedom only goes so far and it only goes so well. You can't just simply fire somebody because you're uncomfortable or more so you don't understand it. Okay, so how many states do you think have these protections? Protect protections for LGBT people? Mm-hmm. 20 states? Close. There are 21 states or territories. Oh, wow. There are 12 states that do not prevent discrimination, and hopefully a law will be passed to protect LGBT citizens. As you know, it's gone to the Supreme Court. Attorney Jeffrey Harris said that sex isn't the same as sexual orientation, and therefore the Civil Rights Act does not include the LGBTQ community. Do you think that because of that, they should add it on to protect this LGBT community? They should totally add it on because sexual orientation is something that has been like ignored. And if you think about it, only like not too many years ago was gay marriage finally federally legal, right? And it should totally be allowed. It's something that's been ignored for not only just this period of time, but also for centuries as well. And to think that we've also, we claim that we've come so far in so many aspects of our life, we should be adding this in order to give people the rights that they deserve. So there's one last thing that I want to talk to you about. Elizabeth Warren said she wants Obamacare to cover the transitional surgery. What are your opinions on that, considering that already a lot of Americans don't have health care? I'm not sure if my opinions are necessarily consistent because I myself am not trans or transgender. It seems in hindsight like a good idea as long as she can point out exactly how she's going to do that with all of the basic healthcare cover costs. I think as long as she can do that, then that seems like it'd be a great idea for people who may not have like money to get even like hormones or may not be able to access hormones. As long as she has her basic ideas for healthcare cover, then I think it's a great idea. Okay, that's it. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that'll be all for today. Remember to follow us on our social media, which can be found down below in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, sending love from us at Queer Time to You, and we'll see you next time here at Scott Center.